0: Hi Connor, how are you doing?
1: I'm great, man. It's good to speak to you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, five songs, man-made sunshine. I think it's a really personal uh, EP uh, that you've that you've recorded. Um, when was the first song written?
1: First song, it was Little Bird. Actually, the first song. Um, it was a long time ago. Well, the like the the birth of it at least was. Um, I was in America recording Moral Panic. A long time ago. And we were out on a weekend having a barbecue in the sun on the beach. And I was so depressed. (laughs) I was just in a terrible, terrible place. Um, And I just didn't want to mess with everyone's day. So I went inside and just was like, I'm just going to spend half an hour, an hour in here chilling. And I sat down and then the melody came into my head and I had the lyrics already. And then the chords and the beat all just flowed as the melody kind of came. I just wrote the song in like 20 minutes. And that was like the birth of it. And I was like, oh shit, like this feels really different. This feels like something new. It felt like, it's really weird. There's a word for it and I can't remember the word, but I felt like my subconscious was writing it or trying to help me. It was writing it for me. The song's about suppression, which is what's ironic about it. It's like I was heavily, heavily suppressing so many things that were going on in my life. I didn't mean to. I always vowed to be a very open and honest person, but I was suppressing a lot. And this song is literally about suppressing that in a child, suppressing those horrible feelings and and keeping yourself in a state of, of... illness in a sense um so the irony that that's the thing that came up my subconscious to kind of eventually help me get there like I didn't work on that stuff for a year or maybe you know after that so it's um it was just interesting that it kind of wrote itself and then I can look back at it now and I'm like wow like that was quite special for me
0: yeah, I think that what is the what is the little bird metaphor? What is it? What what was it for you?
1: The little bird metaphor is it's your inner child that you we all have, and we all have one that is crying out mm-hmm. for something or another. It's generally from what I've understood, because I get obsessed with psychology and and the mind and the body and the soul. And and I can definitely relate to this. Generally, it's the root cause of most anxieties or depressions. It's your inner child calling out for something that you have not given it. Um, whether that is it feels alone or it feels unloved or whatever it feels. For mine in particular, this little bird is something that I, like in the, in the pre-chorus, like I smoked on it. Like I, I smoke weed to make it go away or I drink or I take drugs to make me not feel this pain of what I was lacking. And it stems back to stuff I probably don't really need to go into, but just traumas in a sense. And The Little Bird is, is for me, is just crying for me to fucking get out. And that's why, like, in the chorus, it's it's funny, like, people have felt it and read it quite positively, which I obviously quite I like, but in the chorus, the lyric... The, the response lyric is like so the little, uh, the little bird fly go find your sky um he can do anything and then at the end of the chorus it's like he might do anything my whole point of it was like i was terrified of what would come out of my mouth if i let myself feel and let this inner you know, child free to like speak essentially if i let myself go if i let if i let myself heal i was like he might do anything I might do anything. I don't know. I didn't know what was going to happen. Eventually, it comes out, as it always does. Like it burst out of me, and I'm I'm healed and on the other side. But at that point, I was terrified of like the big pile of of dirty laundry that I needed to to work on. Essentially,
0: yeah. How is how is the how is your little bird doing now?
1: Oh, he's wicked. <laughs> he's loving life. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um. It's just a metaphor for your inner child that you're suppressing, and for oh. yeah, the pain.
0: What did it? This song. What did it uh, bring you immediately after after you wrote it? Was it confusing? Was it uh, comforting? It, or was it?
1: It was confusing and comforting, both. Yeah, it was. It was me going, why? What? Why did I create this? What? Why? Did, what? What was the reason for this? Why does it sound like hip hop? jazz chord, slow jam. not something that I... mean. obviously, I listen to that stuff all the time. It's the where my heart is. But, like, I was just interested as to why that came out like that. And I kind of sat on it for a while and then went back on with my life and with suppressing those feelings. Then the pandemic hit, I had a breakup, and I was like... I just knew instinctively. I was like, this is the time to to work on all this sort of stuff that you know that you're suppressing. Um, So Little Bird, as as much as it was comforting and confusing, it was such a great catalyst for me, say, a year later, to really work on whatever these feelings were. I went into therapy. I started working on my connection with myself, my self-awareness, and it just the rest of the EP. And then more. There's Obviously, there's other songs that aren't on the EP. Just the plethora of what I was writing at the time, poured out of me at the right time. So yeah, little bird's important because it was like this little little catalyst to get it going, but I just wasn't really ready to explore it yet. I didn't really know what it was yet.
0: And the thing is, well, like like you were saying, it's also songs about well breakup and stuff like that. Um what was for you um when did you decide to actually decide to revisit this song and, and create other
1: songs? Yeah, so it was the pandemic. It was yeah, I just I just had so much time at home. I started some therapy about everything that I was. There was old traumas in my life that I hadn't figured out. Just stuff that was keeping me stuck in the same position for like six years. Um, and then everything else flowed out naturally. I started writing a lot on the piano. I was just really intrigued by how the instrument felt alongside my voice. It, it feels home next to a piano. I don't really know why. It just always has. There's a similar timbre. Um, and then I started showing these songs to Dom in my band. I was like, I don't really know what these are. I don't know if I'm gonna like I don't know, sell them to publishing or I don't know if they work for Nothing Thieves or I don't know what they are. But they felt very different, very like, yeah, like R and B kind of experimental electronic at times. And then pop and and the lyrics were super personal. And then Dom and the rest of the band were like, these are great. These are these are Connor. And they were like, why don't you pursue it and, and push yourself and see where it goes? And so it was only then, really, that I decided to, to do anything with it. I was just going to kind of – I was just happy to, the, to get them out of my body and to create them and to help myself heal. I just used that time as a vehicle for – healing myself so I didn't really care what I did with it I still kind of don't care if I'm honest like I'm really proud of them and I'm really proud that they connect with people but I just did it for myself like I just needed to exercise literally in both senses of the uh of the word (laughs) both spellings of the word um and it was only because the band and my management were like this is really great should you do something with it I was like okay maybe I should at first, I was like, well, this sounds a lot. Like, that sounds crazy. Should I do this? But I'm really glad I did it. I think it's it's been beautiful. beautiful and I feel like I've connected to the fans on a deeper level They're more than I've done before. So,
0: Yeah. Uh, you referred to that you were uh, holding back six years. Why specifically this time frame, you said? It's, it's, is it something to do with <laughs> having success and maybe being looked up to? or
1: Oh, so much stuff. Like, I'm talking like six years, like the start of... The start of touring, the start of like basically my physical my physical health has always been one of the main focal points for my mental health's downfall. Like I've always struggled with my physical health. And being in a band or being in a job where you're so reliant on your physical health made my mental health just drop so heavily. So these like six years I I was trying to fix my physical health only the last year or two, realising what the problem was. We were going through lots of doctors and lots of stuff and this and that. I'd never really nailed what what was going on only the last couple of years. And that's kind of why like, I had to cancel some jobs to do some surgeries to just start my physical health healing, essentially. It's just taking a long time to get to that point. And alongside it, my mental health just fell work got worse and worse and like I said like there was this all this sort of stuff in my childhood and through my relationship that was traumatic that I hadn't dealt with and it was just the right time to fix it all like I know six or seven years seems long but it just goes when you're in a band or when you're just trying to get on with things or when you're suppressing things it just goes but it was probably yeah as the band started blowing up some family stuff started happening as my physical health went down it just all kind of built and grew over the six seven years of of being in a band and and touring and it just took me in a weird sense like the pandemic for me personally was like so helpful it really like it and i think for a lot of people gave them some space to kind of go all right what's going on here how can I make amends with myself or whatever's going around me? How can I be a better servant to the planet and to our fellow man and to myself? And it really gave me that space to think about those sort of things. So it yeah, sounds like a long time, six, seven years, but I don't think it would have happened without it being that much time. I think if you suffer, you through through suffering, you have a kind of, awareness and you're kind of awake so it just happened at the right time um and i'm very grateful for it yeah i don't i don't you know i don't look back with regret on struggling for that long i think it's made me who i am as a person and i, yeah,
0: and I think you are. if you if you compare how 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 deep have you been what what was the lowest point because if you compare it it's 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 always difficult for people who write from the heart and then their band or their music explodes And then, well, there are obviously examples of people who, well, don't uh, do it well. Um, What was the lowest point? Was it prior to writing uh, Little
1: Bird or what was? It's a good question. I think it was, the lowest point was long and drawn out. There wasn't just like, I I can't look at it Of like, I can't pinpoint that was the point. I wanted to, you know, jump off the cliff in a sense. It was... It was it was when I had the realization, started therapy, and took me like a good two, three, two, three years. Like throughout the entire pandemic, almost like up until six, seven months ago. I would probably say six, seven months ago was the worst point. Weirdly, I had all of this stuff to figure out. It just took me so long, and it was all leading back to like again, my my physical health was something that I am just just getting worked on, and it, it will slowly get better but about 6 7 months ago i was like i can't i don't want to do this anymore like i don't i can't struggle for i just can't struggle anymore with this like i'm 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 it's it's just sucks like i was just i didn't know how to live anymore and i was so low because i didn't think i'd ever get those sort of things figured out that i just want to save my life and it was i mean it's a weird it's a weird thing like it just builds up so much And there's no explanation as to why you suddenly just want to drop off the planet. It's just, you just can't take it anymore. Um, and then it was weird. It was like, I snapped and I had the first surgery and I just got the results back about six months ago. And it said, this isn't fixed yet and we need to do some more work. And it was the next morning almost I woke up and I just went like, do you know what? I can't, I can't, um, be sad anymore about this. I just said like it is what it is. Like if that's who I am. I think I struggle with an identity thing of like my well the way my physical health was making me feel, I felt like a different person. I felt, oh, I've lost the old Connor. I've lost this kind of really, really able, physical, energetic, vibrant side of myself. And I really want to get them back. And and then like, yeah, when I got these results saying like, okay, you've had about half of its work and you still need some more surgery. I just kind of woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to spend another minute sad about this anymore. And like down in the dumps, I'm going to choose today, this morning, to enjoy the shit out of whatever I'm doing. I think from what I know about depression, and don't quote me, obviously, I mean, you can, but like, I think depression is a response, it's a response in your system so to circumstance and whether that's ingrained and that's something like it's like a response that you have innately from stuff that's been brought down to you from family I can understand there where people say like it's like oh it's always been with me but I believe at least from my example like depression is a response and I responded for the entire time like I just want to I don't want to be here anymore and I just woke up that morning I just said like this, this isn't going away you're still on your journey of it but like you can choose how to react to this to keep you in this well um and I just I just woke up and I was like I'm, I'm just gonna choose to enjoy whatever I'm doing today and, and it really worked and it's been like that for six months where like I feel free of myself in a sense I feel like I did actually have some like but like, like, like when I started doing Little Bird and I was doing the therapy and stuff, I had some like traumas and stuff that I had to work on proper proper trauma. Like, and that's fine. I worked through that. And that's like stuff that I really recommend, but like this sort of thing with my physical health, I just was allowing myself to be, be just downtrodden trodden by every single day. And I don't, I didn't want to do that anymore. And I've just chosen now that like I have gratitude for what I can control and everything else I can't control. And that's just a really great feeling. So yeah.
0: I d I don't know if you if you want to talk about a surgery or what what is needed now?
1: Um Yeah, I mean I probably don't really need to go into like what my physical okay. actual physical health problems are. But it's just it's essentially like I just gotta get the same surgery again to get more. Um yeah, to, to to make me feel a little bit better, yeah. But it's um it's all good. It's it's just it's just a work in progress and I think the best thing about it is like I just don't let it run my life anymore. I, I just choose to I choose to rub my life myself and be happy by it. Yeah.
0: What was it like for your for your family to actually see you go through this? Is real music dying? What even is real music and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade.
1: unexpected probably and tricky I think I think I think I think people can see through a lens of what you tell them like oh I feel I don't feel great this way or I feel this way and but then also like I didn't want people like my mum or my dad or like my nan and granddad to really really fully understand the extent of where my head was at because I don't feel like it's fair on them you know it's like It didn't feel fair as much as they'd be like we want you to tell us everything it's like when i was at my lowest lowest point where i was like you know really contemplating suicide uh, i just really couldn't feel like i could take it anymore i was like i can't put this on them i don't want to i don't want to burden them with that um at the same time probably saved me in a sense of being like when you think about those sort of people you're like well i would never do that to them i've never i'd never want to put them through that so it's um yeah, it was a. Uh, I never really fully, fully, fully told them. They knew I was really, really struggling. But like, I had this friend, like, life's gonna kill if you let it. Um, I basically lived with a best friend for like three months. And I was so, I was just such a mess. Um, so I had someone I could really, really pour all of that into. It, it turned codependent. But eventually, I learned so much self love and self strength from it. I think the EP was insanely healing for me in that sense. Like I just, I got so much of myself out and had so much visually to look at and to go, "Well, that's how you are, and that's how I react to that." And, and it's like, it just made me understand the way my brain works and the way my brain kind of tries to control everything. And it also stems back to like you know, if you were to go go too deep into it, it's like it stems back to your lack of control. Growing up in certain aspects, and it's just all these sort of things start to make sense to me. And writing this EP gave me that clarification that I needed to have. And I, would, I don't know how I would have had it in in any other way unless you start digging deep and 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 finding out who you truly are. I feel like I'm now the truest version of myself. Like I'm free of all of myself as well. But like I feel, I feel really. Me, I feel really Connor. I feel really true and honest, and it's really powerful. I'm like really glad I wrote it. You know, that's why yeah. I say I wrote it for myself. Yeah.
0: And the like, like you were saying, I think once you decide to actually not try to be in control, I think that's the starting point here.
1: Absolutely, I, I think it, I just let go of trying to control all of those sort of things that were keeping me down. Trying to try and make them incrementally better every single day, which is what I was trying to do, and I realised that I can't. I can't do anything about that. And the mental health thing, heavily, heavily was living like a coincide with my physical health thing. So it's like me trying to control those sort of things. I just couldn't control either of it. And I just decided to let go and enjoy my days and be free of both of those things. And it actually is working. I feel myself being happier, even though they're still both there. I feel freer and have way more Real moments because I'm not trying to control it all the time. I'm just trying to be present in my day and enjoy the shit out of my day.
0: Well, you mentioned life's going to kill you if you let it. Um, mm, exactly. Is that that song? Uh, is that song about the friend that you did you stayed with three months? Because it yeah. looks like you you both went more or less to the same sort of feelings. And it
1: was it was bizarrely similar. Like my yeah. this friend, this friend has a similar physical health issues that then led to her mental health being incredibly low and it was just weird how we both were going through something so similar that we could relate to but the problem was as much as it was a comfort this codependency ultimately like it was never going to last You, I couldn't live with someone in a kind of dark warm bubble in a sense of of comfort forever it was just it was a stopgap, a sense to like for both of us to find our own healing and our own inner fucking strength and inner love. Cause I knew I was lacking that my entire life. Like I just knew I was so, I needed, I needed, I depend on the people and I need validation and strength from others to be Connor. And now I don't need that. But through writing that song and through living with my best friend. I realised that and I found that. That's what I'm trying to say. Like this EP and all of these sort of things that have happened are the best. I don't regret any of it. They're the best thing because it made me visually put it in front of me and like of going, this is what you're doing because you, this is the way you react and this is where you feel safe and it's not healthy. Um, so yeah, coming out of that kind of codependency and writing that song, it made me realise like, shit, you need to work on your inner child, on your, on that little bird. that you need to go back to the start of it and realize that you need to do that inner work and 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 talk to that pain and and release it and you know so it's it's all very linked and it it, yeah it was was all it's all needed
0: that's interesting because well the in in the song the you you say and maybe you'll come back as someone that you like and also yeah maybe i will come back Uh, (laughs) when i heard when i heard the song i thought well like 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 you were saying well it's great to have real resemblance, to have a mirror, but it's also dangerous. You know, you can, you can come out better, but it can also keep you low. So I think that's, that's it.
1: That's uh, exactly it. Like that, we, me and my friend, we realized this. It was like we found a comfort. I basically felt so alienated from people because I just felt like I couldn't really do anything physically and mentally and I felt quite alone and then I met this friend who felt the same and it just made me connect in a sense of like well at least we can both feel crap together um and then it did keep us low it kept us in that kind of that comforting dark kind of place but it's not healthy it's not a way to live and I needed to kind of yeah grow from that and, and find independence and find self-love and self-happiness. And I've found it, you know, it's great. It's, and, and so is my friend. It's, but that's, yeah. that's what that song was about. Yeah. yeah and then,
0: codependency. codependency. And then, well, I think regarding the time, there's another song that I would like to talk about is Brain in a Jar. I think it's the, yeah. when you, when you listen to the EP, the first line that you sing, I think that's <laughs> maybe a nice line to end with is uh, I'm waking up for the first time it's yeah what uh, what sort of state were you' in when you i think this is maybe one of the more later songs that you wrote I think
1: yeah, it was um it was again, like I have this kind of weird visual mood move board in front of me all the time of like I see myself in front of me, and it's come from the writing and the and the healing thing, and me, yeah, I'm waking up for the very first time essentially Brain Jar is this is that 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 point of going well shit like you, you aren't who you think you are there is something underneath all of the things that you put on yourselves of like I'm this singer I'm I'm depressed I am I am you know I like to go and ride my bike I like the tang of wine all of these sort of things that I label myself as aren't truly who you are and i realized that i wanted to find it was like a study i wanted to find out who i was at my core who the person was in my soul if i was a good person if i was a real person and brain in the jar is this there's this theory by plato that we are all these brains stacked up in this warehouse that are fed their lives are fed into this brain and so they don't they don't really perceive reality properly it's all just It's all just one big illusion. And for me, that's how I felt at that point. It was like, I feel like I've been living in this illusion of this identity of who I think I am. And in in actuality, so much of these sort of things were making me feel depressed and keeping me that way. And I wanted to free myself from that and find out who I truly was and get to my core of who I am as a person. And I think I found that. Like, I really think, I know my essence. I know myself, and I didn't know that before writing this this EP. And *Very jar was just kind of a study of that, that point of like, what does it mean to be me? Am I even me? Like the the pre-chorus I love, which is like, and when we're feeling happy, not really feeling happy, we are drip-fed all our happy, pumped like newborn cattle. And it's the idea of like, it, it links with the *Man My Sunshine*, like the low, the the the, the, the um, the, the name of my project is like. Are we fed our happiness? Are we do we buy it? Is it the st- is it synthetically made for us? Is it is it shit that we think we need that make that makes us happy? Is it man-made? Or can we man-make it? Can I make it? Can I choose it? Can I create it myself? Can I actually be happy by just being who I am at my core? So Brahman job for me was just that study of that, what makes me really me and disregarding all of the labels and all the things that people think I am or I thought I was, you know. Um, I just found it super interesting. I just found that theory interesting and I found the study of it interesting. I found this whole entire journey interesting. It's, it's changed me so much.
0: And I think, well, I have to conclude now. Um, but I think the answer to the question is, can you do it? Can you do Man Made Sunshine? I think, well, the answer is,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I think. I think. I choose. I choose each day to uh, focus on the things that I can control that make me happy, and and lose control of the things that can't. I, I choose to make my own happiness, my own sunshine. Yeah. I do think you can do it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Nice ending, Connor. What well, mm-hmm. a
1: great conversation. Thank-, yes. me.
0: <laughs> thank you for your thank you for your time and oh, so um. Looking forward to a next conversation meeting. Thank you, you.
1: Martin. And Thank also, I hope you like the songs as well. <laughs> I, I like,
0: Especially, I do. I do. I like them. I think it's, I I really like your voice. You know it. And I like the work that you do. And I think this is uh, another part of you that, um, uh, well, the thing is with your voice and with the way you are, I believe you. And I think that's really important in 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 listening to music. I mean, mm. I mean for me, it is. So, uh, yes, I like it. Yeah.
1: Thanks, man.
0: Thank Enjoy. you for your time.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Bye.